Let's have a look at your files. Wait, you don't already know everything about us? You're not omniscient? Well, not in the way you mean. I try to learn as little as I can about the events of humankind so I can remain impartial because I'm a judge, yada, yada, yada. That being said, sometimes I get bored and I cheat a little bit. I've been binging Ken Burns' Vietnam recently. It's okay. I mean, I'm immortal, but that thing is long. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, your petition is denied. I can't hear your case. Please exit to the rear. What? I just absorbed the entirety of your existences, and I just want to say, you guys are so cute. And the thing is, you didn't file any paperwork, and you have no advocate, and the rules say I gotta send you back. I like how because of our angle, because of our setups, you look like a little small baby boy. I am a little small. Well, my giant chair doesn't help that. Yeah. It's so big, Zach. Well, it's just because I'm just about a full arm's reach away from my screen. Like, if I fully stretch out my arm, my middle finger is bent just a little bit by the screen. I can, like, palm my whole screen. Oh. Well, then what's going on here? I have <laughs> also have longer arms than you do, though, Zach. So That's very it. true. You think, what, an extra foot and a half? I don't think quite that <laughs> In each arm, I'm just dragging on the fucking floor. I was thinking, what are we going to say to start the podcast? I think that was it. That was I my... think that was it. <laughs> like Your it. whole palm? Yeah, about an extra foot and a half, I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah I see it. Hi, Steven. How are you? I'm glad to I'm see good, you. I'm good, Zach. How are you? We'll happy. Ourselves, I guess, in oh, a second. Hi. happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. That Jesus washed. Oh, when he washed. I was in a he Christian school kids day. choir. I sang, oh, happy day. All white people. White as far as the eye could see. Oh, happy well, day. other than the one black girl who had the solo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, quick, bring in a Lauren Hill. We need one. I had the thought the other day, because I remembered the song, that in... So, like, our choir teacher at the Christian school when I was in middle school took it so seriously, Whoa. like, intensely seriously, and had us That's sing this does. song that was in Portuguese. Wow, <laughs> Portuguesa. And it, was <laughs> and it was a bunch of white kids, and we sang this song called Magalena, and it's a great ah! song. I listened to the version, but I remember him intensely with... white man teaching us how to say it bum, right. Bum, 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 bum. That one? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'll send it to you. It's a good song, actually. I really, yeah, send me the really recommend it. Magalena in Portuguesa. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm so glad you've made it. I have a story to tell. I want to say, Stephen, before we really get started, say anything else, can we agree that we're not going to fight when I say that this is episode 12 later on? Can we just start with the an agreement, stand on solid ground? When I say later on, when I'm doing the spiel, when I'm telling everyone what we're talking about later on, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. When we do arrive at that part of the show, will you shut the fuck up and let me say that it's episode here's, 12? Stephen, what do you have to say to that? Here's the compromise here's that the I'm willing to make. Okay. If you word it, the 12th chapter mm -hmm. of season two, that would be correct. If you yeah. uh, if you word it, 
the, the, the chapter 20 whatever the I don't fuck give a it fuck. Is. You can think whatever you want. Here's honestly my counter act. Episode 1. Uh-huh. Of How did this it air? season. No, 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 no. I'm going to say something different this time. Shut up. <laughs> Before we start the podcast, let's let's hammer this out. Mm-hmm. Episode 1 of the season, even though you make the argument that the first two episodes that I would consider are that first episode, one mm-hmm. and the same. I think one way, a big way that it's different is the the two halves of that episode have different writing credits, different directing credits. So even when watched as one piece, it'll say part one directed by, and then also in those credits, it'll say part two directed by. Is it what do you got to say one, to that? Part one, episode one, part two. Or That's is it not one, episode how two, exactly? any show has ever worked. Wrong. <laughs> Hi, everybody! Welcome like, to hey, the podcast. We're gonna take it light, easy breezy this week here on Into the Time Knife. Hi, I'm Zach, and I'm about to Hulk out, as it were. Is that in the episode? <laughs> you say bet that? your sweet nippy it is. <laughs> wow, I'm Steven. Glad you made it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Barbenheimer. That's 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 out now when this comes out, right? This comes out in a week. Yes, I won't have seen it yet, and I might not I have even have. seen it next week. Like when the podcast comes out, you know what I'm yeah. saying? The one that we record next, uh-huh. I might not have seen it yet, but you will. I will. So, so you can I'll give me like spoiler-free thoughts. Then. Maybe I'll have seen one of them. I don't know. Well, no, I know for a fact when we record next Monday, you're going to yeah. have seen them both next Monday? Yes. Because I'm the movie guy. We've talked what do about you this. have? We've Longer hair this. now? Now you're the hair guy of the two of us? <laughs> oh, how the tables have turned. Now how I'm many movies, movies in your hair. Have you seen that were nominated for an Oscar in 2022? <laughs> <laughs> I bet not I as feel many. like all time oscar movies i would have had you if it weren't for last year's act yeah i feel like add up every oscar movie that mm-hmm. you've seen and i'll win now yeah because you added like 56 of them because when i do something i do it in a weird annoying way <laughs> everybody will know about it <laughs> you know how in like hulu and shit they have like oscar winners playlist or like netflix you don't know because you don't actually pay for any streaming never services. as much as i love media as much of my life as i have dedicated to media i'll be goddamned before i spend a cent on it zach wasn't crossing the picket lines way before the strike started he was that's like, well, a good point steven i want to bring up we have not talked mm, about the strike very much segue I'm not going to get into it very much here either because I could go on a whole spiel about it. I Mm -hmm. think it's very interesting. I would recommend there's a YouTube channel run by a guy named Dan Merle. He's a really great guy who does like box office numbers. Dan the Pearl Merle? Shut up. He's done two videos that are really, really excellent. One about the writer's strike and one now about the actor's strike that really Mm -hmm. go into why they're striking, what they want, and all the angles of it. It's really informative, so I'm not going to try to do it. I just feel like we need to say because we haven't. That fuck the studios. Yeah. Saying shit like until they're out of house and home. Yeah, that's that's fucked up. Yeah, just so they can because make Star not Wars every 12. actor is a fucking millionaire. Most actors are not. And because of the way that the system is built right now, the path for people who are starting to become one of those upper echelon mm-hmm. actors is really slimming. And yeah. there's a lot of reasons for the strike. Again, I'm not going to say it. You should go educate yourself. I just feel like it's important that we say that we very much stand with the strikers. And as I'm learning more about what they have to do to keep this going on a daily basis, makes me wish that I could 
fly over and strike with them because I think it's so important because we do this show every week as a small token of how much media and pop culture influences mm-hmm. our life. And we hold the people that write and act in these things as in high regard as you possibly could. So they should be paid that way, no matter yeah. what, if they're exactly a writer or if they're do. one Joel We McHale. should get on a plane. Yeah. We should fly right to LA. We should walk right up to those executives and yeah. pitch a television series yeah. done in the style of uh, Nutty Professor the Clumps, where you and I both play like 11 characters. We'll I'm so glad it. that you brought we'll this up. I want to... I want to scab so bad, Steven. <laughs> I want to be a scab so bad. This yeah. is our in, people. This is our time to shine. Me and Steven, who's gonna fucking we're, stop us? We're, we're gonna have ten bucks in our pocket and a dream. Yeah. We're gonna have one of those uh, homeless individual sticks with like a bandana tied mm-hmm. to it with our shoes. Old-timey. Yeah, we're gonna ride a train. We're gonna hop train on car. a train, make a couple wrong stops, get stabbed a couple times, you gotta. and then we're gonna make it to L.A. and we're gonna finally pitch our Jesus show mm-hmm. that we've been hammering away at for years. Years. Now's our time. Who cares if the union won't, will spit in our direction? <laughs> Who cares if people wear a fucking are flaming? Uh, uh, bottles the bortles their way through our production site. This is our in, Stephen. Hey, you got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet. Right. Well, I've heard that there are going to be some houses and apartments opening up in the area. <laughs> so maybe Real it's cheap. a good time to get some furnish. No, the strike is important. That's all I had to say about that. Yeah. Uh, I want to tell a little story, but before we do, I guess I should leave room for you to speak. How's your week been? Do anything fun? Anything you've been thinking? Oh, I'm going to talk about that on the podcast when there's a microphone in front of me. Um. During the time, there's like, no, no new nothing stuff to report coming out. Watch some anime. The you, you saying watched show? some, or you're no, saying watched. people? I'm watch telling people to all I have, okay. but telling people watch some anime. Tell them uh, about the vending machine one. We just talked about this. On yeah, the on the pre-show, I showed Zach the trailer for a couple of shows that are coming out this season. One of which was reincarnated as a vending machine. About someone who's riding on like a bike or a Vespa or some shit, and he like crashes, crashes into a vending machine. Like Final and Destination dies. style of vending machine falls mm-hmm. off of a truck and and smushes him. And then he's reincarnated in a fantasy that world because that's that's how isekais work. Zach, if you die part. in the real world, you get hit by a bus or a truck or something, and then you wake up in a fantasy world. And usually, you have like really cool powers, much like or the good place. Something, yeah, it, it, good place is an isekai, absolutely, mm-hmm. and. Uh, He's a vending machine, and he can't yeah. move, and he can't really talk. Can't other talk. Than saying vending machine. He can machine say the vending shit. machine stuff. He and can then a uh, a, a curvaceous, uh, blonde, magically strong girl finds magically him and starts strong. carrying him around. Just carrying him around, being his friend. Yeah, really shoplifting, like ste- property stealing. Yeah, a vending machine. Mm-hmm. Everybody, welcome to Into the Time Knife, a good place rewatch. It would not be a week of the podcast if we didn't start out. 12 minutes into the podcast because we went on a little tear shouting out our $10 and up patrons at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Let's Still do it. Let's hear it. Cranking along every week. Throw, we got their names at me. Throw all Mary sleep. Baker Budisa. Kapow. Home out run. of the, out of the arena. Out of, out of the it's park. In the rafters. Out of the, it's a ballpark. It's in the rafters. <laughs> We've got Danny <laughs> M. Lugo. Kachow. It's over there by the peanut stand. We've got Justin Fortier. Hey, you found another new way. Kaparoo. It was kind of the same as one of the other ones. Kapoom. What was that one? <laughs> Kaparoo. 
It's over there hitting the MetLife sign. We've hey, got that's a state. Nice job. <laughs> Autumn Marsh. Ooh, gutter ball. <laughs> right in the gutter. Gutter ball. <laughs> right in the gutter. Not Autumn, of course. We love Autumn. That, just we that love Autumn. Piss poor shot. You just took it that that softball. Yeah. So we're playing softball here at the. You ever Met seen Life the Benchwarmers? You like that movie, yes. the Benchwarmers? Well, I mean, I did when I was eleven. When it I came think out, I owned it on I DVD. I don't know how funny I would find it as a as a there's cultured a twenty-seven-year-old of... man. Yeah, there's a lot of not great jokes in that one, but it's a, doesn't it's... it star Rob Schneider? Yeah, as yeah, the main character and athletic have to one take of the a group. Pretty firm stance against <laughs> just Rob Schneider in general as a principal. Yeah, that's. Guys, the Patreon, we're still hammering it out every week there. Patreon.com slash Can't Disappoint Podcast. His daughter is L. King. Get this podcast of uh, X's Nose fame. Uh-huh. Get this She's podcast a, a full week now. early over on Patreon. Get The Basement, our 70s show rewatch podcast, only on Patreon. And get You Can't Disappoint Show, our weekly live stream pre-podcast talk, only on Patreon. You can get that over there. And all the episodes of Brokeback Bebop. The first season just ended on the free feed of Brokeback Bebop. Get seasons two and three already on Patreon. And check out the first season of Brokeback Bebop for free wherever you find your podcasts on our YouTube channel or linktree.com slash Brokeback Bebop. Brokeback Bebop is very good. People should listen to it. Very silly. Go check it out. Very silly and revisiting it because we recorded Mm -hmm. it a while back for the Patreon we get more in depth with those episodes than what I remember having had gone into them. They're mm-hmm. pretty good discussions on the show, and they're only a half hour long. So if you want a yeah. little extra free, Zach and Steven, bite size. The full first season of Brokeback Bebop is wherever you find your pods, and the second season is starting in the middle of August, like August tenth, I believe. And if you can't wait till then, up. subscribe Patreon. to Patreon.com. You can hear all three podcast. seasons of Brokeback Bebop. Unabridged. 40 episodes. Whew. I want to tell you a story. This is something that happened to me last night, okay? Oh. I do DoorDash deliveries. I was shopping in a Target for a customer. A Target. Ra- Let me paint the picture. It was a rainy night, mm-hmm. and it had really started to rain just before I got this order, so I rushed inside, and I had to shop for somebody. I was going to be in there a while, waiting out the rain. You know, I could hear it yeah. from inside the Target. Classic Target. Mm-hmm. It was a nice Target. It was a nice target. Was I it want a to make super that target? Or just no, target? it wasn't a super target, but it had like the it did have the expanded groceries and it had like a, a deli mm. area that was bigger nice. than other targets I've been to. Not important. I had my headphones in, I was listening to a podcast. I had taken a nip of the e marijuana. Ooh. And I was walking through Ooh, the target. Ooh, my <laughs> Stevens Pearls. <laughs> I was walking through the target and suddenly two girls that Maybe I think they had to be like now I'm becoming an old man. So now when I see anyone who's like high school age, maybe even college age, I feel like they're like in middle school. Mm -hmm. They seemed like high school freshmen to me. Mm -hmm. These two like high school freshmen girls in bikini tops in bikini tops come up to me and start silently dancing directly next to me. And I notice a third person is Is that what you told the police? A third person is (laughs) filming. They walked up to me and said, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they just showed up in my van, took all my. They were Christmas dancing. Dreams. I don't know. So they showed up, dance. They came up to me dancing silently, and a third one was filming it. I was in a TikTok. Wow, they you were doing famous. one of those TikToks where they're like, you are at a store and you come up to someone random and you do something weird and you film it. Their reaction. 
What the fuck is the internet now, Zach? Is that, is a, that a trend? And honestly, Come on, you know the popular trend? You guys put on bikini tops, you walk up to a random guy, you start dancing <laughs> silently. Come on, everybody's doing it. You walk up to a random guy in a bikini top, you start dancing look, silently. I can understand what is funny about that sure. concept. Did you like being, were you, did you feel violated? When I'm in public in general, I'm not trying to make eye contact or conversation with anybody, even yeah. if I run into, like, my best friend I haven't seen in sure. five years. Well, I see you in the store on a daily I'm basis. I'm deeply and we anxious when I'm places. and I, Or I'm just in my head doing a thing. Don't bother me. Uh-huh. So I spent – I managed to do the entire experience without looking <laughs> them in the eye, looking, <laughs> continuing to look at the well, Edmunds well, mini let's, muffins. Let's clarify where you were looking. And my though. eyes on, on the Ed, – oh, yeah, officer, I was looking at those Edmunds <laughs> mini muffins the whole time <laughs> i didn't even notice she was wearing a bikini top <laughs> that's i don't i don't like i don't think i'd like that if that happened to me i didn't I think like I it would, i don't think I, I would did. like be rude or mean yeah. to them but i think that i would walk away as quickly as possible i might run <laughs> i yelled at some kids one time because i wanted to leave an establishment and they were yeah. playing by the door so i think i might yell at some teenagers if i were trying to that's so funny i think that would be so worse than what i did if you ran but what i did i'm okay so they come <laughs> i can't me, go back dancing i've managed i managed to not look at them i just look at those mini did muffins you dance officer with them <laughs> i just said excuse me and i kept walking <laughs> I think I might have said sorry, excuse me, and like I kept walking. I like the apology. I'm and sure you said sorry. I'm positive me. I said sorry. <laughs> and then the girl started giggling, you know, making me feel so self-conscious about myself. I haven't really mm-hmm. gotten over it yet. Probably gonna yeah. journal about it later. I don't know. Got to get it Did out. They tug your hair when you were walking by. <laughs> yeah, smack you on your keister. Yeah. yeah, I didn't tell the officer about that part. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, I I hope to God that someone that, finds that the TikTok. <laughs> that someone like, finds this TikTok and recognizes me from, and <laughs> sends it to us. That's exactly the moral of the story. The what can addendum, I search? The addendum to the story. Long hair guy target dance. Start looking at fifteen year old girl bikini top <laughs> target. I'm sure yeah, you'll can find all of it. our listeners please go <laughs> give that a quick search for us. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, but no, the That's addendum fun. to the story is that I – so I check out with the order at the self checkout and I'm exiting the store and I see that them with a group of a lot more teenagers who I had like made sure – I didn't see them the rest of the time I was in there. Mm-hmm. I assume they had dashed yeah. the second well, they that they were their, like, we got deed. our photo of the famous celebrity Zach Pruitt from You Can't yeah. Disappoint a Podcast we got our vid. into the Time Knife and Brokeback Bebop. They knew all three. Mm-hmm. They knew all three. <laughs> Um, <laughs> triples is best. Triples is. Safe. They were leaving in front of me, and I took the slowest steps I'd ever taken uh-huh. to be a lot of steps behind them, so I yeah. did not have to hear any more any them. more piercing giggles. Mm-hmm. That's my story. Do you, do do teenagers like go to Target to hang out now and be tomfoolerous? Is that what we it is? as teenagers went to Walmart together to hang out? Yeah, it was fun. But we didn't yeah. bother anyone else. We just were the Avengers. I'm sure ourselves if someone had suggested let's take a vine of us being avengers in front of randos we would have yeah 100 percent. so i don't i'm not mad at it but i was deeply uncomfortable yeah yeah it's weird you being know, on the other side you know of me now, and steven right? we're not supposed to be around people of this age anyway <laughs> not at all it's and before not ideal. <laughs> before i could give him my spiel 
You know, I'm new to the neighborhood. Um, I'm not supposed you gotta to be around back you. Up. You gotta, you gotta back, back up. up. Dancing. Welcome you to the gotta good, back welcome to the time life. What are we doing here? Let's talk about the good place. Let's I do think it. that was a funny story. Was that a funny story? Right. That in. was a really funny story. That I was after, better than I could you. have hoped for. After I after you search up fifteen year old girl tight top, uh, go ahead and look up. <laughs> go ahead and let us know if this was funny. Let us know if it was a funny joke. Yeah. Let's talk about the good place. We're here to talk about the penultimate episode of the season. That's season two, episode twelve of the good place. Shut your whore mouth, Stephen. Don't say a thing. Don't say it. We talked about this, so this moment wouldn't happen, and here it is. What is that? Is that a yeah, phone? No. Is that one of your seven phone, cell phones you have for some reason <laughs> that you choose to use all of them because yeah, you don't want to lose any of your files? Agent. Yes, hello? Yeah, I'm going to cross the picket line if it means that I can get out of this shit. This, this fucker won't quit saying the wrong episode. Yeah, I know. Okay. No. Season two, episode right. twelve. Thanks, this is Connie. chapter. I... <laughs> my mom. Your mom. Okay. Your mom's my agent. She's on the other line. Thanks, Connie. <laughs> <laughs> chapter twenty-five. This episode is called "The Burrito." This episode was directed by Dean Holland, who previously directed "Someone Like Me" as a member, Mindy St. Clair, and "The Trolley Problem," and Janet and Michael. Some really good episodes from before Ooh-wee, this. Ooh wee! I look just like Dean Holland. Like the song. <laughs> And in season three, he directs both parts of the season three premiere, Everything is Bonzer, parts one and two. He also directs Don't Let the Good Life Pass You By next season. And the episode was written by Megan Amram and Joe Mandy, two names that we've heard a lot before. They're big stamps on writing and comedy and the show. Megan Amram Mm -hmm. previously wrote... The Eternal Shriek and Mindy St. Clair with Jen Statsky. She also by herself, I mean, obviously with the help of the the room, but she wrote the mm-hmm. Dance Dance Resolution episode, great which is episode. the one with all the reboots. That's her episode. It's really great. And in the future, she writes Jeremy Baramy. Mm-hmm. She writes Pandemonium with Jen Statsky and one of the last episodes of the show, Patty. And Joe Mandy, he previously wrote the episode Jason Mendoza, Everything is Great Part 2, the second episode of mm-hmm. this season. He also, in the future, writes the episodes The Snowplow, Cheaty Sees the Time Knife, who, which he wrote with Christopher Ensel, and Employee of the Barami. Future episodes coming up by those two. Heavy hitting team this week. A lot of really Absolutely. good episodes under And this belt. is a fairly important episode. I understand yeah. why they'd get a couple heavy hitters on it. This episode originally aired on January 25th, 2018. And let's go back to that time. It's January 25th, 2018. My birthday was two days ago in 2018. You mm. didn't say anything. Not going to bring it up. Feel a little weird about it. I and am we're gonna 100% talk about, sure that I wished you a happy birthday. Wish me a happy birthday, probably. We're going to talk about that's sweet. We're going to talk about the number one movie and the number one album, which are both repeats. So we'll be talking about number twos, twosies. Number two, not, not three. I thought we might be on a number three this week. No. Okay. The number one movie this week was still Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Well, of course. And the movie stars Gerard Butler. Oh. I'll give you a Pablo Schreiber. Okay. I'll give you a Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. Ooh, getting further. And Um, I'll give you an O'Shea Jackson Jr. Wow. Do you have a hint or would you like a plot summary? I mean, do you have a guess, not a hint? Do you have a guess, or would you like a plot summary? I mean, I can picture the trailer with all these people in it. Well, yeah, but that 
Could be any movie. I'm that certain came out in I didn't see this movie. Was it a yeah. heist of some sort? Yes. Yeah, obviously. Why don't I give you a log line? We'll see if sure. that gives you anything. Yeah. If it doesn't, I'll tell you. L.A. Sheriff's Department team up, and they try to stop some ex-Marines from nice. robbing the Federal Reserve. Well, you gotta. Um, I'm gonna say. Why don't you guess what you think all about that movie the would be called? Four. <laughs> no, no, that was 2017. Franklin, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> this film was called Den of Thieves. Ah, do you remember? When, I remember thieves. when it came out. Definitely didn't watch it. I feel I'm like sure. this might have been my video store era. I'm sure yeah. I rented this flick. No, out to you some weren't folks. still at the video store in 2018. I wasn't. No, no, I was. What year is it? 2018 is the year I moved to Chicago. This is like less than a month before me and my partner started seeing each other. That's mm, sweet. So this is almost when we went to go see Hamilton. Sure, this was when we saw Hamilton, a few days before. This was that birthday. So he saw Hamilton instead of Den of Thieves, is what you're saying. <laughs> we should have seen Den of Thieves. We should have seen We're going to stretch out this segment just a little bit with one little thing. We're going to guess what people thought of this movie. Ooh, do okay. I need to guess the Rotten Tomatoes score? We've got Rotten Tomatoes score, and we've got the Letterboxd score. We're going to start with Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to guess that it's at a... The critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics, what do you think the critics said for Den of Thieves? 47%. You're really close. You're mm-hmm. really close. I want to let higher you low. give... I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to let you change it one more, and then I'll give you the answer. 47 is close. But I don't know if I'm high or low, Zach. Yeah, just take another stab. If you tell me whether I'm high or low, I can I make know, but that's adjustment. not this... That's, we're going to get to something else. So that's not the point. Just just take another stab. Get further. 49. You dummy. It, 41%. <laughs> Is mm. all the critics gave for Den of Thieves. Uh-huh. I think the Rotten Tomatoes critic score is pretty stupid. Yeah. And I, let me explain briefly why. Hit Two movies have 96%. Mm-hmm. The percentage of reviewers, critics that gave it a positive score. Yeah. Let's not say the 96% score, so. of critics gave, what did you say? All about the Benjamins 4, a positive mm-hmm. review, but they gave it like a 6 out of 10. Yeah. It gets it a 96%. Like a 90... mm-hmm. If another movie. Let's say across the Spider Verse gets uh-huh. across the board nines out of tens and one one and a few. It still gets that ninety six percent. That's why it's stupid, but it's mm-hmm. still one of the standards for reviewing movies. Yeah, I don't know why. Reason. So forty one percent from the critics. Let's talk about the audience score. Do you think the audience score forty one percent? No, no, no. Let me do it first. Sorry, and then thank you. Sorry, uh, do go you think for it. that the audience score? For Den of Thieves is higher or lower than 41% audience? Lower. The, people, the folks at home. Lower. You're so bad at this. It's it's higher. It's significantly higher. 62% from the audience. Wow. Well, the audience is stupid. So now, Letterbox. Letterbox is where like the film snobs go, along with a lot so of everyman. It's every got a men. terrible score. What do you think? I've like translated, because Letterbox is out of five. I've mm-hmm. translated the out of five score for Den of Thieves to a percentage. Oof. What do you think the percentage on Letterbox out of 100 is for Den of Thieves? Well, because here's, here's what you have to think about, Zach, because it's not just a straight up, what do people think of this movie? Yeah. What do the people that watched this movie mm-hmm. think of this movie? Because you would never seek out Den of Thieves. This it's people who have like watched it since Letterbox has been popular. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's more people who would watch the movie Den of Thieves, which mm-hmm. means that they're more inclined to seek out a movie in that vein, which means they're more inclined to like it. I'm going to say 61%. Okay, so the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes w- would equal a 62% for Letterboxd. It's actually a little bit higher than Rotten mm-hmm. Tomatoes, coming in at a 3.2, which I translate to a 64%. Close. 
Pretty close. close. Talk about the number one album. It was still mm-hmm. the soundtrack to The Greatest Showman. So we're going to talk about the number two. The number two. I'm Jean Valjean. The number two. No, not that one. The number two album uh, was the song of the summer that taught us the club isn't the best place to find love. Wow. So the bar is where I go. Oh, Divide by Ed Sheeran. Division by Ed Sheeran. Divide by Ed Sheeran. We're going to talk about the the ratings for this one. I've heard that album all the way through. I know it well. Ed Sheeran she played kind of... a fiddle in an Irish band. She fell in love with an Englishman. <laughs> Ed Sheeran, as, as popular as he is to the masses, kind of a pariah when it comes to critics and audience who review things. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about how he stands. Instead of Rotten Tomatoes, because they don't have that for music, I went with yeah. Pitchfork. Pitchfork. Do you think that's a fair source Pitchfork for this? Pitchfork is fine, yeah. So Pitchfork rates things Better out of 10. Better than Rolling Stone. Fuck. 10. Mm-hmm. Out of 10. Okay. Pitchfork out of 10. 10. Mm-hmm. What do you think they gave Divide by Ed Sheeran out of 10? Pitchfork. There are Pitchfork's a decimals, little bit less so like point. shitty towards people like Ed Sheeran. Okay. So I'm going to say they gave it like a 5.7. I'm going to tell you it's lower and give you one more chance. Like considerably lower? You didn't say I was close. I'm going to say it's lower and give you one more chance. I'm not going to tell you how much or less. 4.8. Pitchfork gives Divide by Ed Sheeran a 2.8. God damn, a that album's not that bad. There's some good songs on for Ed there. Ed There's some good, and there's a lot of songs on that album, but there's mm-hmm. some good ones. That's shitty. For the audience score, we're going to go to rateyourmusic.com, which is kind of that the letterbox yeah. for album I'm reviewing. Familiar. They are snobs on Rate Your Music. They yeah. rate things out of five, so I have translated this to an out of ten. First of all, do you think Rate Your Music, the audience, do you think that they gave it a higher or lower higher score than Higher than Pitchfork? fucking two. Jesus you think they Christ. gave it higher than Pitchfork, the audience, yeah. on Rate Your Music? Okay. Then give me a guess. How much higher do you think they gave it? Than, I think it's probably like a 4.1. A 4.1. Rate Your Music from the audience out of the, mm-hmm. the viewing public. 4.1 out of 10. So, Right. I'm not going to give you the five. out of 5. I translated yeah. it to 10. It equals to a 3.34 out of 10. Still not Damn, great, but considerably that's... higher than a 2.8. Yeah, but that's pretty Yeah. Pretty bad. I don't think that album's pretty that bad. bad. Well, that's that segment. Let's get into the good place, starting Let's with everyone's it. favorite segment from the show, I sure hope, cuz it's the one we're sticking with till the day we die. Everyone, it's time to find out did Steven in fact watch the episode this week? Did Steven watch the episode this week? Thank you, Cher. Security, get her out of here. <laughs> get her out. We, we don't need her in here. Get her out. Thank you. She's Cher's been excused from simultaneously both of our apartments at the same time. Yeah. You've got 20 seconds on the clock to tell our audience everything that happened in this mm-hmm. pretty monumentous episode of the show, The Burrito. I have a feeling that this could be a challenge for you. How are you feeling? You know, Zach, I'm feeling kind of at peace this week. Great. I, I love think to hear it. I'm going to go in there and That's I'm Steven's way of saying he doesn't care. <laughs> I think it's important that you, the audience at home, know that Steven just told us he doesn't give a shit about this. He doesn't give a fuck. I'm not worried about it. (laughs) So you're feeling fine. You're feeling dejected. In the words of Mary J. Blige. Okay. Lay it on. I'm fine, 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 fine. You've got 20 seconds on the clock to tell us about the burrito. No, I, I unfortunately don't. 
At last. <laughs> That's Mary J. Blige. Edda James and Mary J. Blige, one in the same. 20 seconds on the clock. Are you ready? Just <laughs> sing at last. I yeah, don't really I'm sing ready. it because I, I want the audience to know I choose not to sing. I actually can sing quite well. Yeah, sure. She goes to a different school. That doesn't represent me well. My girlfriend goes to a different school. Yeah, my singing talent is is huge, but it goes to a different school. I'm you really good at singing, guys. Like I'm. What's that Step Brothers? That where he's that I'm, one I'm... black girl at my Christian school got the solo in Oh Happy Day. But if she hadn't, I was next in line. I was if number two. She was two. sick. <laughs> and I prayed. I prayed to the God I still believed in in that moment that she get sick. And when she didn't, and she sang like Please a get like a sick. little soulful bird, I knew that there was no God, and that my destiny was to spread the word of Satan. Well, there you go. <laughs> Twenty seconds on the what clock. I'm going to count I'm it ready. down. Three, two, one, go. The gang has arrived at the judges' chambers. They think she's a burrito, but guess what? It's not. It's Maya Rudolph. And she's going to test them all. She reads to hear their case because she's bored. Um, they all get tested different ways that show their growth. And all of them fail except for Eleanor. Um, then, meanwhile, Michael and Janet escape Sean and Bad Janet. Um... Stop. Oh, um, no. You know, you were on a good track. I was, and then I just lost it. I was like, just what stopped. the fuck else can I say? I like, I mean, Well, I we just... needed to get yeah. Bad Janet, Janet. Mm-hmm. And Michael getting back to them at the end of the episode. Yeah, I have one other problem with what you actually did say. Mm-hmm. You just said, "Turns out it's Maya Rudolph." You never used the word "judge." I say they arrive at the judges' chambers. They think she's a. Burrito, they arrive at the Maya chambers. Rudolph. I'm pretty sure you did not use the. word I said judge. judges' chambers. I'm. Pr- I know I did say judges' chambers. Still, I think you are so close to having done a really good job this time. But you flubbed enough of it to make me want to take it down to a B minus. That's very generous. Thank you, Zach. You think that's I, generous? Because I, I think you got a lot a really of good, good stuff job about until the, the last. You did a great seconds. job of not spending too much time on how they were all tested and how mm-hmm. and how only Eleanor came out positive yeah. from that test. Been there. So B minus for the Steve. Let's. This Thank has you. already been running kind of long, but I think this is one of the. <laughs> this has been fun. I'm having a good this time. Is good. This is a good. Let's do one. some trivia. Uh, I'm gonna kick it off because I've got. A We're few. hot. We're hot. We're hot. We're hot. Get share back in here to test my mic, please. <laughs> is it hot? Is it still hot? Share. What sauce is the judge using both in show and in the real world? Okay, I kind of had this question. She was using Cholula. But yeah. it's the they had the bottle turned away. But you is it the the essence of envy? The something the, it was the envy, concept of the envy. concept of envy. I'll give you essence. I just wanted envy. Yeah. Where did Chidi barf? In another dimension. What dimension? I don't says. remember him saying anything. But I barfed, and I think I barfed in another dimension. And is my Ooh, barf just once again through? the subtitles not being on fucks you right between the toes, Zach. The nether the dimension, not oh, another. another. Hmm. In the nether wow, dimension. Wow, wow. What actor can the judge only see in what role? It's literally, I talk about this constantly because I love Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. Kyle McKay. Mm-mm. Fuck, am not I Not even close? close on the last name. It is Kyle. Not even Kyle... close. Kyle. Could you be any farther from the Kyle last name? Kyle Chandler. Yes. As coach, what the fuck is his name? 
not Dan, not McCoy. Not even near. Dan is the dad on One Tree Hill. See, I've been huh. watching One Tree Hill, and I'm getting fucked up now. I don't remember okay. the coach's name. Coach on, Taylor. On Kyle coach Chandler Ta- is coach, coach Taylor. Coach Taylor doesn't know jack about coaching the Panthers. Did you yes, like my I've, Chandler hint? I did. That was really I helpful. That was good. Do I get something for that? Not, no. Share. Not I a knew point the show. Steven. Not Have a you ever point seen for Friday Night Lights share. the movie. I'm talking or Can I the talk show. To share. Let me talk, talk to, to share. 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 Not a point for Steven on the Chandler. Okay. Okay. She really I got needs Danny work as right a now. Gift. The There's vinyl actor, soundtrack right? to the She's Friday really Night Lights for movie. work right now. We've got it. That's in the how office. well I know Friday Night Fucking Lights. Give Zach. me a question. Who was the cover athlete for the game Jason has to play? Cover athlete for the game Jason has to play. Cover athlete. Cover athlete. Co- like a Sports Illustrated cover. I, I, I can tell I disappointed that, you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, cover athlete, cover athlete, like a Sports Illustrated cover. I, I guess <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember them saying any team. They don't members say it, but there's team. one player team prominently oh. displayed oh, in the shit. load menu of the game he's playing. Why the who is fuck the are you asking on the cover me this? of Madden 18? Just say a footballer, Zach. Just say Gronk. a football player. <laughs> Gronk. Hey, right team is Tom Brady in really? 2018. Oh. Yeah. No, I know what Tom Brady looks like. I didn't because they Tom sold Brady the Madden 18 Goat Edition. Uh-huh. That was the well, Mr. Sports Ball. Goals. I've got a real tough one for you. No way mm-hmm. you're picking up this one. What year Madden <laughs> is Jason <laughs> made to play? He's playing Madden 18. Good job. Decent yep. Madden, not okay. great. It's They're fine. All kind of the same. Yeah. The guys look sweatier as the graphics get better. I'd be into that. Yeah. Let me know which one's the sweatiest with the guys. Which ones the um, guys are the sweatiest. 20, when did they add Colin like Kaepernick's that, tattoos? Would that have been that on the Nintendo 64? Did they have the sweaty guys? Not on the sweaty 64? on the 64. <laughs> um, what are the names of Tahani's childhood friends? Don't know. I didn't take too much. I didn't write down all the names. I didn't make that a thing. I don't know. Simon was one of them. Simon. Yeah, yeah. Come on, give me Catherine? another one. Yeah, you got two. Is that literally right? It. I yes. don't have any more. Simon, Catherine, Quentin, and Rebecca were the other two. I do not know how those came out of me. Yeah, good job. I thought they were. Did you say some British fucking names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know my name is Simon, and the things I draw come true. What did Michael take inspiration do you for? Know what that's from in his no. So I just asked my next question. It's Mike Myers on SNL. It's a really funny. Skit. Oh, I do know what that is. Yeah. He just didn't do it very well. What did Michael take inspiration from for his fake torture reports to Sean? He, okay, okay. Stephen King novels and episodes mm-hmm. of Pretty Little Liars. Good job. Ever seen a mm-hmm. Pretty Little Liar episode? You ever watch it? Um, I've seen the last two minutes of several because I used to DVR Twisted on ABC Family and Pretty Little Liars came on beforehand. Twisted. Twisted, starring Avon Jogia. You've lost me. Beck from Victorious. Okay, uh, Beck, loser baby, why don't you kill me? I'm on board. I've seen him in concert. Your turn. What is the only word more stupid than fair? Staycation. You got it. Which cheaty grimaces are displayed by himself and Eleanor? His morality? No. Nope. His question of morality? That's not the wording. It, you got to say it right, I think. More, mo- moral. I'll give you moral. His moral conundrum uh, grimace. Really his no. uh, somebody said from whence it came instead of whence it came mm-hmm. grimace. One more. There's the I have a stomach ache grimace. Nope. Is it a... You're doing this so close to his birthday to grimace. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I had grimace up last week. Uh, I don't know. What is it? Uh, it moral... What is it? Uh, can I tell you? Moral. Moral quandary grimace. 
Doesn't count. Share. <laughs> she, she knows. I don't even. I don't even have to say share. You know. <laughs> and gas pain was the one you didn't say. Gas pain. That's it. Speaking of gas pain, share. There's a bathroom across the hall. <laughs> share does tweet like she's, she has gas all the time. She's stinking up the place. Um, I'm sick what? Of it. Speaking of stinking up the place, what mm-hmm. is bad Janet sick of smelling? Mm, talking about Michael uh, Lumpy. This was your name in the pre-show. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember. Lumpy. Lumpy, Lumpy is Lumpy, in it. Lumpy sweaty. <laughs> She's tired of smelling Just like my Michael's favorite Madden Lumpy 95 sweaty. from the Nintendo 64. <laughs> real lumpy, real sweaty. Uh, his lumpy white ass is what she was tired of smelling, <laughs> nice. which I thought was a hilarious line. It's funny. Especially, I mean, we can spoil this episode, mm-hmm. knowing it's good Janet saying it. Yeah. What three things does Tani... Re- Tahani. I've done that Tani. before. <laughs> what three things does Tahani reveal she's done to her parents? I've done things you wouldn't believe. Oh, she had a Cheeto. She shagged a Floridian. Uh-huh. And she... What's the first one she says? Do you want me to tell you or are you going to come up with it? Oh. Fuck, go for it. Go for it. I, I, I died I could dressed as a service worker. As a, mm-hmm, yeah. How do you like my Tahani? That was pretty good. Thanks. Your turn? Do you have more? Yeah, I, I have two more. Uh, how much is Jason Whoa. down by when the one. judge checks on him? How He's down by three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the longest elapsed time we see on Chidi's hat clock? Do I have to get the seconds as well? Yeah. One hour, 22 minutes, and 34 seconds? <laughs> no. But. <laughs> <laughs> One hour, 22 minutes, and three seconds. Just Damn. three. And then the scene went on a little longer, but that's the last time you see the clock. It's yeah. just three. Well, my question was how – my last one was how long did it take Judy to choose a hat? And you did not write down the seconds. No. Well, because I wrote it down as the judge said it. it took 82, 82 minutes. minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was Jason's win slash lose by and final play in Madden? He – intercepted Blake Bortles to set up a game-winning field goal, but I don't know what the point spread I just wrote last-second field goal, but yeah, the, he sold out his hero for the field mm-hmm. goal, and he won by three. He was down nice. by three, the and then he won tied. by three. Mm-hmm. That's some trivia. So let's talk about goals. Nice. the episode. Steven, let's do it. Let's not waste any more time. What did you think about the burrito revisiting it to I think it's a really last good night episode. At, or this morning at 5 a.m.? Whenever I think it's a, it. it was 5 a.m. I really like this episode. I remember it very fondly. I love the introduction of Maya Rudolph as the judge. I think that every single character gets a really good moment in this episode on kind of opposite ends of the spectrum. But I yeah. think that it's a, a really well written, really well constructed. And the fact that they fit everything they do into the normal episode time frame is pretty awesome. This is one of those episodes that I do have like a couple of tiny nitpicks that are more just things that I'm excited to have a conversation about. Yeah. Not so much. I don't know, especially the second time I watched it to take notes. I really enjoyed it. It was fun to watch this one because it's been so long since I've rewatched The Good Place that I forgot some of the climactic twists in this episode. Yeah. Not to like plot wise what happens down the line, but little moments like characters coming out of nowhere to save the day. I didn't remember when those moments came in. So they got Mm -hmm. a little rise out of me and that was fun. And then going back and watching it for the second time and seeing it track how it was good Janet the entire time was even Mm -hmm. more fun. So I think this is one of those good place episodes 
Because some of them we've talked about, well, this is a really great episode, and it's not the episode's fault, but it's not as fun to watch when you already know what's going to happen. Uh-huh. I think this episode is fun to watch even when you already know what's going to happen because I you can track stuff agree. like Janet through it. I think it's a pretty good episode. I just think this episode is does a really good job of kind of – like we've been on kind of a roll with our characters where they're all good. They've all grown so much, but they're not – finished products yet and i think that this episode is a good reminder of that yeah let's talk it through the episode starts with like three or four seconds of complete silence to the point where i was like turning up my tv and i don't know i feel like you don't see that very often on a tv show unless it's like something like the office mm-hmm. you'll start up with a bup 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 you know a little wah, wah, oh, wow. you'll start with a little one of, those, one of those like how we do mm-hmm. when we begin our program yeah it just starts with the burrito on a plate, sitting on a desk in an empty room. And before we even get to the portals opening and the the four humans coming out of it, the episode's called The Burrito. We open with The Burrito. Do you think there is something to The Burrito? Do you think there's some symbolism with The Burrito that I'm not getting? No, you don't think so. I don't think so either. But the episode is called The Burrito. They talk Mm -hmm. about it a lot. And it ends up just being kind of a diversion. It's a funny joke in the it's beginning. It's a red herring. It's a misdirect. Yeah. Explain to me what red herring means. I just want to know that you know what it means. Well, red herring obviously yeah. refers to the rival of uh, Freddy from a pup named Scooby-Doo. Okay. Thanks. I just wanted to make sure you knew. So I the burrito's it. on the desk. The portal opens and the four humans come out. If I wanted to make a little nitpick, the first three of them should have been in the room for a second before Eleanor came out. Because of the moment she had with Michael. They come in the right order, but she comes along with the rest of them. Well, she caught up in the interdimensional portal. Jason thought, that was awesome. I'm going to go again, and he's ready to run back out. There are a lot of great moments of Jason. Mm -hmm. They call attention to it later, but being kind of on board, but still not realizing, oh, we're in deep shit. And if I went back through the portal, that would be really, really bad for everybody. (laughs) He he just thought it was fun and wants to go again. Mm -hmm. Chidi's barf line, also very funny. Mm-hmm. I think I barfed in the nether dimension before we landed. Is my barf just going to float out there forever? Is someone going to fly through my barf when they use the portal? Oh, stop saying barf. I always love a good comedic dry heave. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caitlin Olsen on It's Always Sunny is best. probably the best at doing that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Kristen Bell's was good in this moment. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Stop saying barf. Are you weird with stuff like that? Are, do, you, do you have trouble around barf? I worked in... High special school special needs. education, yeah. and not really. I've cleaned up enough bodily fluids that I'm kind of, I'm cool. I'm still kind of, I would be the one dry heaving, I think. Haven't wiped enough asses yet, Zach. Well, <laughs> not barf off of them. <laughs> the well, things I've seen. <laughs> couple benders, couple benders. There's some barf on the ass. Some barf yeah. on the ass every yeah. now and then. So Eleanor clues in everyone on what Michael did, that he sacrificed himself to Sean to let her get through. Um, Jason is very confused about this. Like if it was a good grab and if it was a bad grab, what mm-hmm. kind of bad grab the grab was. <laughs> was that in yours? Whether it was a good grab or yeah. bad grab was in it. Well, because a good grab's great. Mm-hmm. But nobody but likes bad a bad grab. grab. Bad. Well, sometimes, bad there, sometimes there's a nice bad grab. You've given me a few good bad grabs. Well, but so the I thing get where is, Jason's then it becomes from. a good grab. That's true. If it's bad throughout the grabbing process. But it, it's what makes grab. it good is how bad it is. Mm-hmm. But that just turns around There's to a good. Line. There's no yeah. double negative. It's just good. Exactly. Okay. Maybe I'm with Jason. I don't know. Tahani's <laughs> sad, but <laughs> the way she says it is silly. She's sad that she won't get a toodaloo with Michael or Janet. 
Mm-hmm. Very sad. They were deep friends. I like when this show does things that make it seem like characters are gone forever, even though they're not. They remember yeah. to give us moments of people being like, oh, shit, that's my friend, and I'm really bummed that they're not here. Whereas other shows are like, okay, we must keep pressing forward. Let's keep on Because they're our... coming back. But mm-hmm. they're thinking, well, your friend just died as far as you know, and that's very, very yeah. sad. That happens a couple times in this episode. So they're on their own, and they have to figure it out. They're going to have to present themselves to the judge without Michael to guide them. She knows, Eleanor, that they're looking for a judge, but all there is is this burrito on a plate. So they start uh, coming up to the burrito, and Chidi's wondering what the test could be. Clearly, the burrito Mm -hmm. is a test, and the different angles on that. And Jason isn't scared of any burrito, and he goes right to it to eat it until he realizes that maybe the burrito is the judge. Now, the first time that you watched this episode, Uh, do you think the burrito was the judge? I don't know. I think they do a good job of, you're like, well, no, Jason's an idiot. And then Eleanor's like, wait, we've seen a lot of weird stuff. Well, and we might have Jason's been, been right before. Hip enough to know that Maya Rudolph was going to be in it as the judge before the episode aired. Maybe, but they don't really do like a next time on. At no, the end of the but episode. I think I would. I don't. I don't know. I think they actually probably and we were did watching the these. They like, would do it next time on either the day it aired sure. or the day after. At this point, or I'm just from following the trade, Stephen. Following the sure, trades. you're in. You're in the. You're in the. In the, in the times, the New Yorker, the books. Yeah, checking out those numbers. You've got your the, ear to the pavement. Yeah, ear to the pavement. Gotta gotta be on those. The ones whispers and twos. around the newsstand that morning. Yeah. Hey, here's my Rudolph's on the good place list tonight. <laughs> like fuck yeah, gets to leave the newsstand. They're like, also this stuff about the government's pretty fucked up. And I'm like already <laughs> texting Stephen about my Rudolph showing up. Tawny <laughs> has these preconceived notions of what a judge should look like: the white hair and a robe, and she's like kind of close. In the UK, they still wear the wigs. But I mean, how this judge looks. She's got the robe. Mm-hmm. No powdery hair, but she does look like a traditional judge. Yeah. But Eleanor, like you said, she's not totally counting out Jason's claim because they've seen some really weird shit. And an yeah. all-knowing, prescient burrito wouldn't be the weirdest thing. So she starts pleading her case to the burrito in a really funny moment. What do you guys look like? Hi. I'm the judge. That's a burrito. What's up, guys? Really funny moment. Mm-hmm. I love the, I'm the judge. That's a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what gives us to the theme song. Mm-hmm. Cut back to her. She's at her desk talking to the human. She didn't think that she had a case today because she didn't. And she's blown away when she realizes that these people just showed up. What do you think about Maya Rudolph's aloofness, the way that she plays the judge, the way that she really likes these little cuties, but is also very stuck to the binary of the bureaucracy of the afterlife that she works for? What do you think of, I of Maya really Rudolph? I really like the judge character. And I think that I like it more the more I see it. I think when I first watched the show, I was like, okay, yeah, it's fine. It's funny. I like Maya Rudolph. But the more I watch it, the more I really enjoy the kind of how big the gray area is for the judge because she's not necessarily good. She's not so she truly is like lawful neutral. I completely agree. That's super fun because it allows her to like say, well, I'm going to bend the rules a little bit here for myself. She's goofy. Yeah. Yeah. She's like fun about it, but she's like, I mean, this is the rules what I got to do, but she's like, well, I'm bored. I don't have a case for 30 years and she doesn't really answer to anybody. And so she can kind of do what she wants as long as she's not breaking her own moral code that clearly over like, because like she says, the only thing that existed was hydrogen when she was <laughs> born. And so That's she's she been name. around for like Jen. ever. Yes. So this is fun. And she talks about, yeah. I always think it's weird the way that The Good Place uses time mm-hmm. because they're in a land after time, mm-hmm. not a land before time. 
the land after They're time. They're in the land around time. Yeah, I don't think... But when she says that she hasn't had a case in like 30 years. So she's mm-hmm. just... Even if she's going to follow the rules, she's ready for something interesting to happen. You know, yeah. she doesn't have to judge on stuff that often because the system works, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So I like the way that she is directly attracted to Chidi and open about it when she's like, it. which one of you is the worst one? I bet it's you. And the look <laughs> that Chidi gives back at her is really funny. Eleanor explains to her that they were escaping. They were being chased through the bad place. And that's why they got here like this and just showed up. And she lets them know that they're safe in her area as long as their case is being heard because mm-hmm. the doors are sealed until she makes her decision. Which is a little convenient. Yeah. Because doesn't... It, I guess when Michael and Janet show up in the end, it's after she's made the decision and it's she opens the portal after. back up. Okay, sure. So they're safe here. And she gives I them would, comfier yeah, clothes I to wear. I almost wanted to ask if there was a deleted change. scene in your episode where like Michael and Janet are like trying to leave and then the portal opens up. Nope. It would have been no? cool. But I yeah. think it tells you what you need to know. It just doesn't make a big thing out of it. Yeah. So they have their new clothes to wear that are more in character. They all look very nice. And mm-hmm. Tahani likes her dress, but she's concerned if it's before 4 p.m. or not, if it's okay to yeah. wear. But she's like, it doesn't matter. Okay, thank you. Love so, Eleanor's outfit. Super cute. Very cute. I agree. Mm-hmm. The judge explains her version of omniscience to Chidi as she reads through everything about them in their files, explaining that, well, sure, she's omniscient, but she tries her best to stay impartial to the cases and not learn too much. But she cheats sometimes. She's been reading this really long book about Vietnam, <laughs> she says. The Ken, she's been watching Ken Burns's Vietnam. Another subtitles moment. There you go. Mm-hmm. Thought she was she's reading like, a I'm long book. immortal, but... That makes sense. Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. She... Can't hear their case immediately. Like, she finishes explaining that. She's like, can't see it. Gotta go. Bad place. Eh, eh, Bye-bye. Because she (laughs) learned everything about them in those files in a couple seconds. She says she thinks that they're cute, but they didn't do it the right way. So they gotta go. Tahani, in her I want to speak to the manager way, tries to get through to her one more time and asks to be given a chance, saying, you wouldn't believe the things we've been through. The judge is like, I just learned literally everything you've been through, so I I, I would believe it. But keep talking. I love your accent, she says. And Tahani (laughs) wants a chance to be heard out. She thinks their story is worth hearing. And then she sort of drops her godfather, Paul McCartney, (laughs) and how Hey Jude applies to this group. Mm -hmm. Hey, group, don't be so sad. No, hey, judge. Just hey, judge. Mm -hmm. Take a a sad group and make it better. Kind of a stretch for that drop. It's a reach. If Paul McCartney was your godfather, you would bring it up as often as you could. Yeah. I certainly would. He is and I do. He is your yeah. godfather. How'd that one work out? Marriage. <laughs> Marriage. So the judge has been really bored, and because of this, and also because she loves the way Tahani says aluminium. Aluminium. I do too. I get it. I like it too. And then the thing about Kyle Chandler, she like doesn't stay on the thread. She's she's all over the place, the judge. Mm-hmm. She's got like as immortal and all knowing. Friday she night is, lights reference. She's kind of got some ADHD. Come on, that's great. I all I need to know is that it's Glee with no songs, and I'm not interested. That's just any high school show. Not into it. Friday I heard Night they Lights added some songs to Riverdale. Might be into it, huh? Friday Night Lights is much better than Glee. As a whole, as an institution, does Friday Night Lights have a grilled Jesus Jesus episode? No, but <laughs> it does have the guy that plays the guy in Breaking Bad that shoots the kid, Walt Jr. Jesse, no. Jesse Plemons. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's married to Kirsten Dunst. Wow. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Mm-hmm. 
Where are we at? The judge being kind of scatterbrained. Mm -hmm. So Eleanor asks for clarification and the judge says, yes, she'll hear their case. And we leave that for a moment to see Sean, who is interrogating the situation with Michael and Bad Janet in his office. Not only is Michael a failure, he's also a traitor to their kind. I love when Bad Janet, or really our Janet, says, You really junked your jeans on this one, you butterface. Did what I had to do. Oh, you had to junk your jeans? <laughs> that was a good one. That's Junk so funny. Is is legendary. Butterface. And he's like, I didn't mean to. And then Bad Janet says, So you did junk your jeans? And Sean high <laughs> uh, Sean also has a funny line about like, who taught you to reach down humans' throats and grab their butt from the inside? You did. Yeah, I did. And he does this really like gross yeah. grabbing through a throat. Arm I like thing it. It's kind it. of like the inverse of like when somebody's sphincter gets sucked out through a pool drain. Been there. Yeah. <laughs> you go in there believe. later. <laughs> <laughs> Michael tells Sean uh, an insult from one of his real friends, yeah, basic. It's a human insult. It's devastating. You're devastated. Yeah, Michael's kind of getting losing in this war of words with Bad Jane and Junk Sean. Your Jeans is way better. Junk Your Jeans ate him alive. Also, Junk Your Jeans is pretty graphic for an NBC sitcom. They do a good job of yeah. getting as close as they can to the really dirty thing. Like, yeah, that one could go in and out, but if you think about it... Because junk your jeans could mean, like, shitting your pants. That's not what I'm thinking. But it means cum. I think it, we it all, mean, yeah. We're not on NBC unless junk and the scab deal way comes too through. We can say cum when we're talking mm -hmm. about cum. Yeah. And NBC can say can't say shit about it. Mm -mm. <laughs> what happens here is that Michael tells them that the humans and good Janet are seeing the judge, so it won't matter. But bad Janet reveals that good Janet has been marbleized. And mm -hmm. not remembering the twist in this moment, it is sad. It is affecting. Yeah. Because I knew, of course, that Janet, Janet gets the... out of it. But yes, you see her scared. You see Michael sad for his friend. And it's a sad moment. Yeah. <laughs> Bad Janet, who is good Janet, says, shove it up your wiener for safekeeping. Mm-hmm. Another graphic image. I know, really. It's a pretty big <laughs> marble. It's bigger than your average marble. Michael mourns his friend for a moment, and Sean asks, what kind of monster aren't you? <laughs> I think it's really funny. Yeah. The judge is going to test each of the humans' progress to determine if they've made it to the good place with their new changes. And Eleanor and the group decide that they want to be tested at the same time. They, <laughs> Jason says, we all need to cheat off of Cheaty. Which is funny. <laughs> no, oh, now that's I get why, why his name's name. Cheaty. Dumb. Yeah. But very Jason. Very mm -hmm. Jason Mendoza. They can't be tested at the same time, but Eleanor insists that they at least be graded together. If any of them get into the good place, it has to be all of them. If any of them don't make it, none of them do. Dumb. I mean, I feel like at this Terrible point, when you're making. eternal life, but I guess the whole point is if you were like, no, I'm not doing that, take me, that's the whole point, and they wouldn't yeah. take you. But still, I don't know, Eleanor, this is one of the moments when she's like, what happened to her? Yeah. What happened? What to happened to our edgy queen that we edgy loved? Edgy queen, right? <laughs> Not edge queen, edgy queen. Two different things. The judge criticizes their bad idea. She has the little. Uh, it's too bad. There's no bad idea place. Yeah. But she Burn. agrees to the terms. So Eleanor pulls the group aside and tries to convince them. She gives them a pep talk that they can do this. I like that this whole moment, you can see the judge who's just behind them, like literally just like looking off into the distance, <laughs> not doing anything, just kind of looking around. Yeah. Then there's a funny line here about the time that Chidi gave them a book and said that they'd get a treat after. The time that Chidi told us when we finished a book, we'd get a treat, and the treat turned out to be another book. Books can be treats. I am not having this argument again. Point is, we got this. 
That I don't think that's in my episode. That's really books funny. are treats. <laughs> Very funny. And she also says we're Team Cockroach, which is a nice little callback. Mm-hmm. Did they say that in yours? I don't know. I don't think so. But maybe maybe I was writing something. Five a.m. Huh? Yeah. Team Cockroach. Definitely. We get a call out for that, which I thought was nice. And mm-hmm. the first person to be tested is going to be Jason. So as soon as they announce Jason to Hani, he says, oh, then we're doomed. But nah, Jason's going to do it. He's good. He's Jason's taken to great. a room with a beanbag, and he's made to play Madden. I've got to say, I never understood what the trick was to Jason's. Like, what was he actually supposed to do, not do? Well, he he. How would he to, pass this? He had to beat the Jaguars. And I, my, one of my at the end of the, the episode, episode, the judge says issue. something like, you didn't even, even ask me about not, not playing. Play. Was the point that he was supposed to not play? Maybe. I don't know. I think That's what I'm saying. He... I don't think it's clear enough. Because now, here's what I'll say. Tahani's and Eleanor's are so well thought out. Yeah. But Jason's is kind of, I, I never got what he was supposed to do, what the choice he was supposed to make was, because he interrupts her before she gets a chance to say anything. Well, and I think that's part of it, is maybe yeah. she would have said, like, he was doomed you from have the beginning because he wouldn't even listen. <laughs> yeah, literally. But he... she didn't get that far. I will say, though, as somebody who plays a lot of sports games, playing against a team that you really like is tough. Like, I usually simulate that game if I'm playing, like, a but career like... mode, like, with a team I don't. It's tough. Do the teams that you pick based on player stats affect the performance of the team? Or is it just like overlays of the people and the way you play the game is the exact same? No, every team has like different players that, that are good sense. at different things. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. They didn't have that on the sweaty N64 one. That's the one I'm most familiar mm-hmm. with. Most recently, Zach, tie into something we both like. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Wrexham, mm-hmm. Rob McElhaney, right? Ryan Reynolds. I haven't seen uh, I have successfully like taken McElhaney. that team from the bottom league all the way up to the top league of English on football. FIFA? In FIFA, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not really talking about that. We're talking about Madden. You know, wanted to brag. I wanted Please. to brag a little okay. bit. So you're Why a real Ryan Reynolds over here taking them to the top. Hey, you. Deadpool delayed as well. Yes. Which is for the best because they weren't able to improvise because of the writer's strike. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he's taken to this room to play Madden. He can only play as the Tennessee Titans against the Jaguars, which is really hard for him. And as the judge is about to explain the test further, he interrupts her out of sheer confidence that he can win. He's like, no problem. I got it. I got it. Being this. with the Titans makes it tough, but he's going to find a way through. So that comes to the judge taking Tahani to her test, which is one of the more interesting tests in this episode. I think we can all kind of put ourselves in Tahani's shoes. Yeah. I think we all have a door that we wouldn't be able to walk past, even knowing that all we have to do is walk past it. I think we'd all see a name potentially and be convinced to open it up. I'm trying to think of, of what mine names wouldn't have been my mommy me. and my daddy. I would have been opening no. like the Adele and Al Gore door and seeing what well, they're up to. Of course. To. So the judge is taking Tahani to her test, and before we get that introduced, we learned that the judge's name is Jen, short for hydrogen, the only thing in existence. I honestly think that Tahani's test is the hardest one by far. I agree. Like, she's got a really tough one. The other ones present I themselves think, pretty easy. Yeah. Even yeah. Eleanor's at a point. Tahani's is tough. Tahani's yes. is really tough. She has to mm-hmm. walk through this hallway and through a red door without stopping in any of the rooms along the way, which are full of people discussing what they really think of her. And each door says who's inside. She begins mm-hmm. to stroll through the hallway and we see some like personal friends, like her childhood friends. Mm-hmm. And then we see some famous friends uh, in each room. I didn't write down all the names. There's a lot of names and a lot of funny got clips. I wrote the down some of the Fergie clips room. Later. Yeah. We get a second of Sean... 
continuing to interrogate Michael. And this is where he learns from Michael that there have been 800 reboots and all of his notes were fake, taken from media, the human media that, that Michael had gotten into. Mm-hmm. And Michael explains that he didn't plan this, that he wasn't a traitor from the beginning, that he was convinced and changed and captivated by these humans improving each other and themselves through the torture he was supposed to put them under. He believes at this point that a mistake was made and that these people should be in the good place, that it's not fair, but that's where you kind of, this dichotomy between Michael and Sean, Mm -hmm. that they're in different places. Uh, Sean is so stuck on the binary of the rules. Yeah. I think this episode actually opens, not that it hasn't before, a lot of great allegories to the good place in our real world and about like the justice system. Yeah. And how... Well, yeah, the people don't matter. They don't have anything to do with it. Did they do the paperwork? Did they Mm -hmm. do the right stuff? Did they get the right points? I feel like this is one of those episodes where if you want to get really deep with it and make like a a psychoanalyzing YouTube video about it, that you Mm -hmm. could really relate this to our world. And I how think big time. these people have changed. They're good people. Michael, as the warden, has been convinced that these people shouldn't be here. Doesn't matter. They did this one thing, so they're mm-hmm. damned forever. Yeah, I think the prison system in the in the United States, especially, is really fucked up. And this is a, kind of an allegory. And not to jump too far ahead in the show, but I think they kind of keep with that theme and lean Absolutely. into it really heavily in season four about our people supposed to get better are they just supposed to be punished for their actions with no forever I, I think yeah yeah and i think this uh, show this is really one of the only things that i've seen take this clear an approach to that and it's a really smart way to go about it and i'm Smart's really excited great for how they open up what they start in this episode they do it all in a really smart way because I didn't really think that much about it the first time I watched the show. Mm-mm. But if you want to draw that thread, it's easy to see how the the two ideas relate. And it's a yeah. way of kind of making a small statement with a show that is not political in any way. Um, it's, it's interesting. I really like it. I like yeah. it. He thinks a mistake was made. That's a buy. Sean doesn't care that it's not fair. Fair is the stupidest human word next to staycation. And as soon as he says that, Janet goes, ew. <laughs> Michael believes they're good people, and he believes also that the judge will agree. But Sean doesn't think the judge is even going to see them. And even if she does, at least one of them, one of the humans, will really screw it up. That's the moment when Janet says, I'm sick of smelling this guy's lumpy white ass. And Sean's like, you're right, it's time. Let's get this fool out of here. And he leads Michael away. Mm-hmm. At first, watching this episode back yesterday, I felt like the Michael-Sean stuff wasn't tense enough. But I feel like I remember it feeling pretty tense when it first aired. I think we have the knowledge that Michael it, gets out. I think so. That and must I think have been at the time, it was, it was still it kind of up it. in the air. This is towards the end of the season. Maybe True. Michael is going to get... It's Ted Danson. That like adds yeah. to it. Like, are they going to write Michael off? It would make sense mm-hmm. if they did. That's how it felt last week. The judge leads Chidi and Eleanor to their test at the same time. And they've got that really cool effect where the room has doors on opposite sides. And they yeah. walk through the door on one end and come out the opposite end of the room. And it's really cute the way that they stage all this. They walk out. They're confused. She's like, oh, yeah, kind of disorienting, right? There's no test. You're in. You did it. You guys are great. You've improved. You've made it to the good place. They get to what they believe to be medallions, a good place medallions, mm-hmm. which is just a silly kind of like the obelisk in Dance Dance Resolution, yeah. just a silly nothing of a thing. These medallions, and they celebrate. Even though Eleanor has talked shit about ethics many times as recently as this morning, 
Yeah. It worked. They're better, and they get to go in. But the judge, of course, the other shoe drops. Bad news, the other two didn't make it, and their test that they're taking right now will determine where in the bad place they'll go. Which I'd buy, yeah. because the judge looked at their papers, and she could have very well been like, well, these two have grown, these two haven't. Let me just not make it super obvious what's happening right away. Well, because we learned later really that behave. based off of this, that Eleanor does pass, yeah, and the rest of them don't. And mm-hmm. she very quietly and selflessly chooses to, like, keep that to herself. Yeah. Um, so it, it does track that they're let in, but the others don't get in. And the, the judge gives them the opportunity. But, of course, it just reeks of this is a moral decision to make. Will you make the right decision? It's a tough mm-hmm. moral decision to make because do you hold yourself back from from being absolved of all this? Or do you try to help your friends or try to yeah. stick with your friends? It's a big moral quandary, a big moral quandary grimace all around. Tani and Jason are going to go to the bad place, and the judge gives Chidi and Eleanor, or at least who we think is Chidi at this point, the chance to change their mind on the all-or-nothing plan. They can even say goodbye or not to their friends. They can just leave. They can just go. And then she remembers, oh, I'm a dummy. I didn't eat all of my burrito. I'm going to go eat my (laughs) burrito. I'm so hungry. Klutz. And then she leaves. (laughs) Eleanor knows that this has got to be the test, and she assumes mm-hmm. that the judge gave the other two the same offer, and they're seeing how they'll all react. But the judge confirms that it, that isn't the case by showing them the video of the other tests. I like how she's like, Tani has to walk through this hallway. Jason's playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> Eleanor says, oh, okay, cool. Eleanor points out the sauce on Jen's face in this little moment. You've got a mm-hmm. little, I hate to point this out to an all-knowing, seeing judge, but you've got a little... And then it's not a hot sauce. It's the concept of envy. It's really good on Mexican food. Gives it a little kick. Heyo, nothing spicier than some envy. What was... Would you rather put a little envy on your Mexican food or snort the concept of time like the bad snort place Snort the concept kids? of time. Really? Jesus Christ. Yeah, that'd be a hell of a hot. Jesus. I was going to say the hot sauce. Mm. <laughs> that's where you and i differ zach i'm not afraid to snort the concept of yeah. time you'll eat the burrito you don't give a fuck yeah eleanor asks chidi's opinion and he grimaces and we get that really fun interaction between the two of them that's super cute chris and bell as eleanor impersonating chidi's mannerisms is really cute really, really cute. funny mm-hmm. and chidi says something even though i don't know if this is the real chidi or not at this point i don't think it is no i think as soon as they walk chidi. through the door chidi went to the Correct. hat room so Eleanor asks Chidi's opinion, and the fake Chidi says something good. He's like, well, if this isn't a test, it's way worse. It's an actual choice that we have to make. But I guess that could also be something just poised to make Eleanor have to make a choice. But it sounds like something yeah. Chidi would say. And it is hard because they have to make a choice uh, against their friends or for themselves. And Eleanor has this, oh, why can't anything be easy in the afterlife for me moment? Meanwhile, Tahani continues to walk down this hallway. Uh, and I thought, why are Adele and Al Gore in the same room? I get that later we learn why Stephen Hawking and the person whose name I can't remember. Kavanjane Wallace. Did they make up? Why Al Gore and Adele? What are they talking about? Can you name about? two films Kavanjane Wallace has been in? Academy Award nominee Kavanjane Wallace? Would not Wallace. have been able to tell you she was an actress. She was in Beasts of the Southern Wild, of which she was nominated for an Academy Award for at the age okay. of like six or seven. Did it come out in 2022? Did it come out in 2022? No. And she was in the Black Annie where Jamie Foxx played Daddy Warbucks. Oh, look at me in this Annie. opportunity. That's her. I didn't see it. Does it make racist. me racist it that good. I didn't see Black Annie? Have you seen White Annie? Many times. Were you in White Annie as Annie? 
I don't know how to answer this question. <laughs> what do you yes. want me to say here? Yes. <laughs> yes, I was White Annie. A thousand times, yes, I was White Annie. <laughs> I'm still White Annie. Rips off t-shirt Tomorrow. to display red. <laughs> I told you, I can sing good. <laughs> Just see me singing my little heart out as White Annie Wednesday nights at the Orpheum Dinner Theater. Zach and a bunch of eight-year-old girls tap dancing. Yeah. It's a hard knock life. It's hard because the eight-year-old girls have to be legally far behind me. <laughs> the cop called them right after that Target thing. <laughs> I also like, you mentioned it, there's the room with two Fergies. It's like, oh, there'll be Fergies aplenty in the good place. <laughs> Which I don't know. Not after that national anthem debauchery. Are you familiar enough with pop culture to, to know that one, Zach? The national Fergie anthem national that she anthem? sounded really bad or she was caught lip syncing? Clearly not. Oh, she ask. like really like uh, vocalized. She butchered that shit. Yeah, yeah. At, I, and I, like I all the this. players were laughing because it was at the All Star game. It was really, really funny. sad. These players to not respect our country like that. Somebody made a children's book of the national anthem, but it's like phonetically spells out how she sang oh it, and God. it's really funny. She tried her best, guys. Come on, Woo! she tried her best. She sees the door with her parents, and of course, because she has all this left unsaid. And unfelt, she can't pass it up. So she steps into the room. She interrupts them, of course, like she knew they would. They're talking about her. And they invite her to come sit with them. Meanwhile, Jason is losing by three and needs to meditate for a second. I'd be winning by like a million if I could play as the Jags instead of playing against the Jags. I hate scoring against my own favorite team. But you already knew that. Because this is the test. Yeah, that's not a revelation or something. I explained that very clearly. <laughs> that scene makes me laugh so fucking hard. It's like, of course it is, Jason. That's what I said to you. And he's like, ah. That's that's because <laughs> yeah. Jason truly was like, ah, oh, sure, I'll just go play this mad. I love I guess. this game. I'll play. I can yeah. win. I'm supposed to win, right? <laughs> a mess. The scene with Tahani and her parents. The parents have some good, like, awful mom and dad jabs. Like, yeah. wherever you've been, they've been keeping you well-fed. Jesus. Her mom is, is garbage. So garbage. They're both suck-ass. It's a nice moment for Tahani. She asks for kindness from them and tells them mm -hmm. that she didn't think she'd ever get to see them again. That This is a big moment. Can we just talk? Can we just be nice? And they have so much to update her on Camilla. So much going on in the world of Camilla. Her last album was dedicated to her. Tahani. But not Tahani. That... Her, her fans. And you're her fan. That line that is, is so funny. fucking funny. Yeah. That makes me laugh so hard. You're her fan. He's like, it's, she dedicated it to you, really? Well, to her fans, and you're one of her fans. I really like where this scene goes, mm -hmm. because I think they do something that makes you feel like maybe Tahani did still pass the test. Yeah. And that leads me into more of like how just the system is wrong. Yeah. And we'll get to that, I think, and a little I think bit later. And I think that this is a precursor to a huge major moment for Tahani that comes, I think, next season. I don't remember. Great. But this is kind of the precursor to that. And so I really like this whole thing for Tahani. I think it's it signifies a big moment for her where she kind of releases the expectations that were put on her and her yeah. own efforts. Because she kind of says, she's like, you guys never were going to, I was never going to be enough for you no matter well, what I did. Even before that, this whole construct, it's not really her parents. Mm -hmm. This whole construct was built so they would talk about her and they're still just talking about Camilla. That's I all mean, they have to you? talk about. And you're right. This helps her, Tani, she like sees her place. 
mm-hmm. understands how little of it has to do with her. Yeah. That it doesn't matter. You're right. She was never going to be enough. It was decided before she said anything, before she did anything. Mm-hmm. And this helps her realize that. She's proud. It's nice to see Tahani feel proud of her accomplishments, namely the ones that have happened since we've met her in the yeah. show. Yeah, since she's died. And I love the moment of, I've eaten a Cheeto. And she says <gasps> the three things like shagging a Floridian, but the Cheeto is what makes her mom gasp. Mm-hmm. I even ate a Cheeto. <gasps> That's right. I ate a lumpy witch's finger made of neon orange corn foam. Chewing it was deafening. And it's the happiest I have ever been. One of the happiest moments of her life. And Tahani's mother says, well, you barely, this is, then you're right, because you didn't get the Hulk out moment. She says, that was the happiest moment of my life, the Cheeto. Tahani's mother says, well, you barely fit your dress as it is. And she's worried that Tahani's going to hook out, as it were. Ooh. I just think it's really funny how British colloquialisms to say, as it were. Hook out, as it were. (laughs) Tahani stands, and she says to them that she's sorry they didn't have a better relationship, which I think is bigger of her. Not Mm -hmm. to say, I'm sorry for what I've done, or I forgive you for what you've done. But I I wish we could have... It could have been different. I'm sorry that it wasn't different. Yeah. I feel like that is relatable. She wishes them the best and leaves to exit the red door. I left the scene thinking, oh, so Tahani passed. Mm. Because she didn't do the task, but she overcame her moral quandary. She proved why she's better than she was before. But we're living in a world in this show that is so, so binary that it is literally you have to walk and not open any door and go through the door. It doesn't matter what you learned or what you did once you opened the door. Your destiny was set once you put Mm -hmm. your hand on that doorknob. Because her parents are are dead in the real world. Like, they are not around anymore. So this was just true? a version of them. I don't that think was that's created. true. They weren't, it is. They were dead they when Tahani died. Their will? Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. We don't get enough of Tahani in this no. way. You're right. I think it's a really great moment. And it again is continuing to ask questions about this world and the specific ways that it's broken. That isn't the fault of the people that are being hurt by it. Mm-hmm. Really great. Really smart. Really good. Love it. Michael, he's ready. It's time. He's going to be retired. But Sean says that'd be too showy. It'd be too attention-grabbing. And he'd have to explain to people what he did. And he doesn't want to do that. He, what does he say? People will see the flaming ladle go down your throat. Don't want to mm-hmm. know what that is. So Sean is throwing Michael right now. into this unmarked room for all eternity with only, I love this detail, only a this giant stack of New Yorker magazines that just keep coming. And you see like <laughs> You one know drop I'll never read the- those. <laughs> I know, but here's more. <laughs> they're going to leave, but before that, they're going to leave him with a 10 million year long bad Janet fart. And I love the way that Janet, what the Darcy delivers the, but before I absolutely let it rip. <laughs> it's very, I think you should leave delivery. Yeah. Just absolutely let it rip. Let I it love rip. that delivery. And the, the use of the word absolutely, let like mm-hmm. it's bad. Yeah. It's big. 10 it's million year fart. But before she does, she attacks Sean. It's her. It's good Janet. The face comes right up and you see it in her and you mm-hmm. see how good of a job she's been doing this whole time. It's one of those twists that, it, like I said, it makes this episode more fun to rewatch because you can watch Janet the whole time. It's yeah, so absolutely. well executed, I think. She's adopted to pretending to be bad Janet really well as she's seen what's been going on and she's ready to be nice again. And then she kicks the shit out of Sean one more time. <laughs> After that, now I'm ready to be nice again. Satisfying to see Sean get so comically thrown across the room and like crater the wall. 
It's one of those moments that they, they never call enough attention to the fact that these are non-human beings. But it's yeah. one of those moments that like, oh, yeah, of course he'd fucking crater the wall like that. And of course Janet would throw him like that. They're not people. Yeah. I thought it was a cool moment. They're not stuck in our confines. Eleanor, she has this decision to make with Chidi as far as she knows. And she's pacing from the door to door. It's such a cool visual. They did a really yeah. great job of walking through one, exiting the other. And even when she starts to talk to Chidi, she looks like behind her shoulder from one at him and forward at him from the mm-hmm. other. It's just a cool trade-off. I think they really, really did that well. They've discussed every philosopher. She, she says we've discussed Superman and Rihanna's opinions, which feels <laughs> like something Eleanor added, not Chidi. Yeah. And she wants Chidi's opinion. And Chidi says, this is where it all kind of crumbles in the moment where I was like, oh, I remember now something's not Mm -hmm. right. He feels that the friends will go to the bad place either way and they won't be suffering more or less because of their decision to go or leave. And he thinks they can go and they should go and that they deserve to be happy together. And it's a sad moment because kind of when Chidi says – we could be happy together. That's when Eleanor is like, oh, well, then, then this isn't cheaty. And it kind of runs akin to when Eleanor first is like, this is the bad place. It's the same kind of thing where she's like, that's all I needed to hear. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready to make my decision. Light bulb. This is what, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, bring him out. We know which one of us is going. We get it. Mm-hmm. No problem. And I mean, she says later it's because Cheaty says forget about ethics, which is a big part yeah. of it. But I think also it's because... She knows that Chidi doesn't say and feel that way about her or about anything mm-hmm. and that he wouldn't say that. He knows her too well to be able to take the sweet nothings that were like programmed into this Chidi. Yeah. She, she doesn't believe it. So she calls the judge, ready to make the decision. No problem. I got it. She says, I'm not going. Not that it was ever an option, but the decision we're making is that I'm not going. She says that she was positive, like really close positive going in, that going to the good place was the wrong move, but usually Mm -hmm. she has Chidi to bounce off her ideas who will tell her if her ideas are bad or not. And through this, she's realized that that wasn't the real Chidi. He would have never let the friends go or forget about ethics for a second, as she Mm -hmm. says. And it's true. It's a good call. Yeah. Chidi would never reward himself. Chidi only seeks internal punishment. (laughs) And this is a really big moment because the judge snaps, gets rid of Chidi, shuts off the portal that was fake as if she was going to go through the good place mm-hmm. and congratulates Eleanor because in the world of the show for the first time ever, this is a big moment. One yeah. of the humans has earned their way into the good place. Absolutely. And we've been talking so much this season of how great a job they have done with Eleanor's character arc from, it's like the opposite of Walter White from this like trash bag human yeah. being to this really good person that hasn't lost any of the spunk or wit or daringness daringness mm-hmm. is daringness a word it can't yeah, be close it can't be right after you look up 15 year old girls and write us in to tell us it was funny or not google is daringness one, a word let us know daringness and if not do you think that'd be a good name for a child do you think if steven and i had a love child daringness daringness is a distinguished it's a powerful first like it. name daringness because mm, the name just naming the kid dare trailer park and the kid daring like anti-drug statement, and that's very much not the case. No, we want we want our kid Daringness, addicted to crack when they're. Would bored. it be a hyphenated name? Whose name would, would it be? Baker Pruitt or Pruitt Baker? Let's go alphabetical. Baker Pruitt. Is it always alphabetical? No. You just want your cut of the pie a little closer to the heart. Well, if daringness is going to reject one parent, they usually drop yeah. the second. It'll last be name the white the first. Yeah. It always <laughs> is. Yeah, I would too. 
Yeah. So Eleanor made it into the good place. It's a big moment. <laughs> the medallion was just the coaster that the <laughs> judge uses for her sodas, and she takes it back. Eleanor, though, isn't really celebrating this. She isn't really asking questions about what, what's next. She's asking about Chidi. Is Chidi mm-hmm. okay? And he is. He's off taking his test, which we learn is a silly cutaway. Again, I wish maybe that we would have gotten a better one for him, but it doesn't make this any less funny that it's which hat? <laughs> which hat will Chidi pick? Brown or gray? He obviously wants the brown because it's a statement, but gray is such like a solid and obvious mm-hmm. choice. What's he going to do? Okay, this is ridiculous. Um, I'm just going to choose. Brown. Gray's the obvious choice, which is probably why I shouldn't choose it. Brown. Nope. Gray. Nope. Brown. Brown hat. At an hour and 22 minutes an in. An hour and 22 minutes. And he's allowed out of the room. And I like the... Chidi has this, like, proud, like, I did it. I did look it. on his face. It's really funny. Chidi should have been in this episode a little bit more. Yeah. I get why yeah. of any of the three to cut, you cut Chidi's because you can get the joke in in about mm-hmm. 10 seconds that he's been there for almost an hour and a half. And all he had to do was pick a hat. They'll both work. and both look fine. Mm-hmm. The judge addresses the group as they gather back in. And she's like, hey, y'all feeling good? How you doing? Come on in. You're all going to the bad place. <laughs> <laughs> so Chidi is asking how he could have possibly failed. And Tahani retorts, how did I fail? Jason is positive that he couldn't have failed. He's like, I won. Mm-hmm. I beat the game. Chidi, obviously, the judge lets him know first. He flubbed the hat. You had to pick a yeah. hat. It took too long. Bad place. Just pick a hat. <laughs> Just pick a hat. Just pick a hat. Tahani didn't resist. She opened a door and failed. Mm-hmm. Jason's test, apparently, it showed some improvements, but he never asked not to play. He basically, mm-hmm. this is the damning thing. He basically told the judge, shut up and go away. That's pretty bad. Yeah. And Jason has this like pout on his face when he says something and the judge goes, when he's talking about the ending. When play. he's like, I didn't write you it down to pick I off one of the yeah, greatest quarterbacks of all time, Blake Bortles, then set yourself up for a game winning field goal. And she's like, dibba, 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 dibba. that made me laugh like, too. He pouts. <laughs> Before the judge can say Eleanor made it, she chimes in and makes up a story about how she failed, including like a bar and not being able to pass mm-hmm. up shrimp which is a big moment. Eleanor made it and deserved it, but of course she can't accept it. Well, sad. Well, because she doesn't want her friends to feel responsible. So she's like, yeah, we all failed together. And that's really... But I'm just saying, just sticking to all four of them. Did she never have a chance to get away from saying all four of them go or none of them go? She was stuck no matter if she made it in or not? Okay. Well, this scene, it just really makes me think about, like we've been hinting and talking about a little bit here, just that this is such an unwinnable system. It doesn't matter if you show improvement. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you make the right choice like Tahani. It doesn't matter if you literally do the right thing like Eleanor. If your group is damned, you're damned. If you do the thing, you, you, I, I don't know. I think it's... It takes such a silly show with such a zany concept that's like steeped in dark realities. It it makes it like about something totally different. And you're right that this is where the show goes. And I think honing in on it this early is going to make me appreciate the later seasons even more. A hundred percent. I think. Yeah. Yeah. We're almost to the end of the episode. It's the last scene. The judge opens the portal. They're going to be sent to the bad place for like the fourth time in the show. Here it Mm -hmm. is. To the bad place. You're going to go. For like the second or third time this episode. (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) 
the judge, I love how much she loves them, but she, she works the job she works. She's got to do what she got to do. But she made a video of their time together. The video is so fucking funny. Set to, did you ever know that you're my hero? When Beneath My Wings. <laughs> yes. It makes me think there's that episode of Always Sunny. That's the song that Dennis wants to sing to Mac at the restaurant to like nice, show him yeah. how important he is to him Did you something? ever watch Raising Hope? Yeah, I watched some. It's a really good Raising Hope episode with this song, too. I don't remember. It made me cry. The song or the, how they raised hope? How they raised hope, specifically yeah. in this episode. <laughs> they like physically? I think like, that's when he... Maybe in the show, he do they like... Is it about how high can we get her? Do we get her like up on a ladder? They like just keep the, stacking. Like, they just see how high we can get her? Yeah. <laughs> you raising hope. <laughs> that's what that song's about, right? Josh Groban? I like that the video is just... They've been together like an hour. <laughs> and they've spent less of that time all together so it's just photos of the two scenes that they spent together and like <laughs> ones where like the judge looks up at the camera and smiles while the she's like hiding behind like them when they see the burrito yeah it's funny so and it it makes this moment funny while it's also distressing it's yeah. like a really weird uncomfortable feeling and it's capped off by the great cheesy line where he's like you know i thought i'd have a stomach ache but weirdly i do i do <laughs> <laughs> And then a cute little moment from Eleanor because Chidi doesn't know what went on on Eleanor's side of things Mm -hmm. where she's like, oh, that's my guy. guy. I'm glad you're Mm -hmm. okay. Elbows him. And Chidi's like, what? And then she doesn't say anything. Again, it's sweet and it's funny and it's sad and it's weird all at the same time because Eleanor goes right from that to every time they pull my eyeballs out of my mouth, I'll think of you. (laughs) Jason has a really great idea that I think is good for the group. He says, you know what? Why don't we just let's portal back, get a good night's sleep, and we'll come back tomorrow and try again. Understanding about 20% of what actually is happening. Which like that's a great times. Eleanor line. <laughs> and the way that Jason says, thank you. Thank you. All this while the judge is in the background admiring the video and like looking <laughs> at the work she did. I didn't write this in my notes, but I'm glad I'm just remembering it. The moment where she's like, oh, I like that one. I'm going to frame it. And, and then, then it a frame with a photo the appears behind her. That's, That's so funny. Such a good, fast bit. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Ah, good times. Well, off to eternal damnation. You guys hear something? (laughs) And just at the perfect moment, of course, as it always does. And it really makes sense if you want to look at, well, the portal was closed because she was doing their Mm -hmm. case. Now it's opened. So just at that moment, the perfect moment, Michael and good Janet arrive at the last second through the portal with another classic silly, oh, hey, boss, what's up, was the one before this. The, hey, guys, how you been? How you been? End of episode. Really good. Yeah, we, we've a really good episode of the show. I think we've done a good episode of the podcast about it. Mm-hmm. I had little tiny qualms. Like, I wish that some of the tests would have been more meaningful. But they're all the qualms that you need to take a step back from and say, this is an episode of a sitcom on NBC. Yeah. And it's so good that we're asking these questions about the teensiest, tiniest things that don't work when all of the rest of it works so well in harmony. I think mm-hmm. this is a stellar episode that really, has really potential strong. for being on my top five of the season. Absolutely. This is going to be tough, Zach. This season is loaded with really good episodes. Just stuffed. Mm-hmm. And there's only one more episode, which is kind oh, of boy. crazy. Next week, Stephen, now that we finished this one, we're going to finish recapping season two of The Good Place. And officially, we'll be halfway through The Good Place and into the time knife. That's crazy, Zach. 
I'm having so much fun doing this show. Me too. I think this show has really hit a stride. I think it's been a lot of fun. And I'm so excited because honestly, seasons three and four are the ones that I've seen the least. I've seen them once or twice all the way uh-huh. through. And I've seen seasons one and two like four times all the way through. Mm-hmm. I've only so, seen season four once, so I'm, I'm see, excited. Exactly. That's true. Season. I've only seen season four once as well. And I'm very, very excited to get into it. The show mm-hmm. has set itself up for the stuff that comes later way better than I knew at the time, which of course yeah. it did because it's the good place. And they probably had a set plan from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But that's next week. We're getting into, is it somewhere else? Is that what the season finale is called? It might be. While I look that up, tell us your last thoughts about the burrito before we move into our last segments. I think this episode kind of, for me, is the episode I think of as the season finale because next week's episode kind of is half finale, half premiere in my mind. And I understand I why forget it is all about it. it is. I know what happens but, now that you say that. I'm yeah, excited to watch next But week's. to me, this is in my mind kind of the wrap up of this part of the story. Because next week kind of the springboards first half of the, the show, next big really. arc. And I think it does it so well. It shows that our characters have grown, but they're not finished products yet. It shows that a lot of them still have a long way to go. I mean, Chidi picked an, took an hour and a half to pick a hat, which he probably <laughs> would have never picked one when the show started. So that's growth. But and like she says with Jason, you showed improvements, but you. But still it's the aren't binary of this world. You didn't fill out the paperwork. You didn't do the thing. You opened the door. Sorry, exactly. it doesn't matter. So I'm I'm excited for the metaphorical having a good night's rest and trying again that that the rest that next season is for the show. And I think that season two is season two of the Good Place is very high up for me in just seasons of television, period. Especially of a and comedy. I'm sad to see it end, but I'm really excited to just continue on how amazing this show is. Well, it's also great because now we're about finished with it. And oftentimes those things that you hyperbolically say, this is the best of this of all time. And then you watch it again and you're like, it's still pretty good, but maybe I was mm-hmm. just like really into it when it first came out. I think it holds up pretty well. This I holds think up fantastic. This second season of the show flips what we thought it was completely on its head and works every beat along the way and sets it up to be something completely different for the rest of its run. As far as serialization in a in a network sitcom that airs week to week, I do not think it gets any better than The Good Place no. ever. For a comedy show, that you have to follow the series, the story of the series mm-hmm. week to week. Even my favorite sitcoms aren't my favorite because of the story. It's because of the individual episodes, yeah. the story or the characters. But The Good Place is just this expertly crafted long full story told in a traditional sitcom format Mm -hmm. which we've said that before how impressive that is but i think they deserve like a spot in the television history museum one day for for doing something so daring with network sitcom while it was still like this Mm because it'd be on streaming now but that's this let's do our last segment and get out of here let's talk about it who's going to the good place who's going to the bad place steven who are you sending to the bad place I actually had a pretty easy time this week, and it's because I feel very strongly about my choices. This week, my bad place vote is Cheaty, because Cheaty had the easiest trial of all of them, and he failed because of his own lack of growth. Not that Cheaty hasn't grown, he has, but he still is struggling with some of the same issues big time as he has before. And I think that picking a hat is incredibly easy. Should be. And if everyone else had passed and that was the one that failed them, that would have really sucked because he has the easiest one. So I think Chi doesn't have as much of an excuse as Tahani for failing the exam. And so I think that Chidi's bad place for me this week. I almost agree with you. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think this is the easiest episode to pick a bad place for. I don't think anybody's too bad. No. I think I want to go with Jason. I think he's the, the other option for sure. Just because he doesn't... Now, maybe this is ableist of me, but he doesn't have the mental capacity to even be aware that he has to make a decision yeah. in this situation. So if anyone is beyond saving just because they're inept, it would be Jason. Mm-hmm. But it, it's they're all moving and trying, and there isn't a lot of yeah. bad, and uh, giving it to Sean is too easy. I'm going to give it to Jason. Why not? Mm-hmm. Sweeten the pot for the round table in a few weeks. Yeah, there we go. The good place this week, I think Eleanor is an easy choice. But I didn't give it to Eleanor this week because I think the character that shows the most growth and had the most monumental good place points gaining moment was Tahani because I think she has a moment of self-acceptance and of resolution with her parents that she didn't get when she was alive. So for me, even though Tahani did not what Makes she was the to wrong do, decision and I think quotes. that it was the right choice for her and for her own. She needed this to grow. If she doesn't have that closure with her parents, she never gets her closure with her sister later on in the show. And I think that that is what gets Tahani Spoilers. the good place vote for me. I know. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I've been piling this on all season, but Eleanor literally is the first character in the show yeah. who earns a legit no holds barred by the numbers 100%. spot in the good place. And what have we been saying all season? She's been making her way there. What yeah. do we see in this episode? She deserves it. What do we see in this episode? She's too good to take it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got to give it to Eleanor, even if it's old hat at this point. And I 100% I agree, Zach. Yeah. Like you said with Jason, I'm sweetening sweeten the, the pot. pot a little bit. I understand. I understand. But I got to go with Eleanor. That's yeah. our discussion on the burrito. I think we did it good. We ran long this time. I hope you guys like it nice and long when we get yeah, it I hope to you, you like a thickly stuffed burrito. Because I think we stuffed it with good things. We have mm-hmm. done some hour and 45 minute podcasts that w- did not have this much to say in them. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Do you agree? I We've done so. a ton of podcasts this long that we weren't having <laughs> spirited conversation the way we were this time the entire Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Next week, we're going to be back to talk about the season two finale of The Good Place somewhere else. Super excited to see it again. Super excited to talk about it, to dive into it. If you have anything to say about season three that you'd like featured in the podcast, talk about your trivia for specific episodes and who you would send to the good and bad places in all of the season three episodes, you can email those to us at timeknifepod at gmail.com so we can feature them on the show when we get to those episodes. Also, if you like the show, if you want to hear more of us, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast has a lot more of us. And The Basement is a really fun Patreon-exclusive podcast where we get as down and dirty as we ever do over there, along with all types of other things that you hear us talk about all the time. So patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast starting at $5 a month. Check us out if you like us. And Steven, basically, if you're not tired yet of smelling our lumpy (laughs) white asses, uh, come follow us over on Twitter and Instagram over at TimeKnifePod. Also check out the video companion to this you just uh, lift your top up? Is that what that was? Yeah. I was oh. showing them my lumpy white ass. <laughs> Come follow us. Uh, go your subscribe to us on YouTube. Search the name of the show. Slap the bell to get notified when new videos come up. Subscribe. Did you love it? Hit Did that you hate like it? Button. What would you rate it? You're the best. You're yeah, the, best. the best. What should we what talk about the good place next? Next. Hey, you. And then he says one more thing, doesn't he? Zach and Steven. Into the time knife. Forever. Forever. Exactly. Did you say that? You heard it here. I'm not listening. Did you say that? Yeah, I said all the stuff. Steven, why don't you prove to the people that you do give a shit about this podcast by sending us out of here in in style and glory? 
don't like the look on your face. <laughs> I was going to sing, but instead I'm just going to say, from inside the time knife, Black Lives Matter. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. We'll see you next time. You didn't know that you're my Hoping the octave shift was coming. Mm-hmm. It's got to. Bye. Bye.